0: Hello. Welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. My name is Scott Newhouse. I am your host and I am so glad that you are joining uh, me on this podcast. So the next four episodes, we're actually going to talk about long-term care, something really important for us to at least consider before we go into retirement. Um, And so if you're new to the show, the way I like the show to work is essentially talk about one topic – for between three to four episodes, usually between 10 to 15 minutes long. I'm not going to keep you here all day. We're going to talk about uh, the broad points that we need to know on that one specific subject, and then we're going to move on. So today we're going to just talk broadly about what is long-term care, average premium costs, types of long-term care, um, and cost uh, just out of pocket if we need to. We're also going to talk about Uh, in more depth what types of long-term care there are uh, what happens if you don't buy long-term care insurance and do i need long-term care insurance so those are the topics for the next four weeks if you want to learn more about long-term care and about everything that you need to do before you retire go to freeretirementbooks.com again freeretirementbooks.com and you can pick up a copy of my book, 65 Questions to Ask and Answer Before You Retire, which covers long-term care as well as a host of other issues. But without any further ado, let's get into today's episode of what is long-term care. So long-term care is separate from it's separate from your health insurance so it's going to be separate um, from medicare so that's a really important distinction that some people get wrong Um, medicare is you know if you qualify it's going to cover you at age 65 but long-term care is separate from that and it's really designed to cover you in case you're not physically or mentally able to take care of yourself Um, so long-term care um, can happen in, in a couple different ways or you might need it in a couple different ways for instance if you have a A big health setback like a heart attack or a stroke Um, it could come up as you develop uh, slowly uh, excuse me as you know your health declines slowly as you get older uh, especially if you have an ongoing health condition or it could arise from something uh, cognitively like dementia or alzheimer's so long-term care uh, specifically um, covers people when they're not able to perform what's called activities of daily living. Um, The acronym for that is ADLs, activity of daily living. So if you can't perform two out of these six, then you qualify uh, for needing long-term care. Um, And here are the six ADLs, activities of daily living, that's kind of qualified in long-term care. It's eating, bathing, getting dressed, uh, toileting, uh, transferring, so you know, getting up from a chair um, and you know, going to the couch or you know, your bed, and then continence. So, just normal things that we're doing um, throughout our day, getting in and out of bed, uh, you know, going to the restroom, uh, cha- changing ourselves, getting dressed, using the toilet on our own, all of those things are considered activities of daily living. And, and again, if you can't perform two out of six of those functions, uh, then you need long term care. Um, help, and and we're going to specifically talk about insurance on the show. So, you need if you do, if you can't perform two out of those six functions, then you need long-term care help. And then whether you buy per, uh, insurance for this is is a separate issue. But let's talk about long-term care help uh, uh, more generally. And so I've got some stats here. I know these are a little hard, um, especially via audio. But let's just uh, go through a few of them that are really important. So around 66 to 70% of people over the age of 65 need some type of long-term care help at some point in their lives. Notice the emphasis that I'm using in my voice. Um, At some point and for some period of time, they need that. Now, what's really interesting about that is that um, more than half of those, and it's just a little bit more than half, so it's not like 90%, but it's like, you know, in the 50 to 60% range, um, only need those services for less than three months, and, and as you can surmise, you know, maybe that's because um, these folks are at the end of their lives and, you know, they're going to need long-term care or help for a couple weeks or a couple months and then they're going to pass away. Um, and then some people do obviously get better. Um, so it's not hospice. We're not talking about hospice. But um, that is one reason that why uh, a number of people only need long-term care for less than three months. So that I thought that was really interesting as I was researching this topic. Another point um, that I found is that 40% of people enter a nursing home at some point in their lives. But again, the question is how long are they going to stay there? And so as I just mentioned before, maybe they need nursing home uh, care, which is, you know, really hands-on. It's really like 24-7 support. Maybe they only need that for a couple days or weeks uh, towards the end of someone's life. Um, Now, the average stay once someone's in nursing in a nursing home is around 272 days. So what is that? Let's call it nine months. Um, and then the last thing I wanna point out for if you purchase a long-term care insurance policy, a lot of people ask me, you know, Scott, how often, how frequently are these policies used? And the answer is, is very frequently. So think about your car insurance, you know. Um, <laughs> for most of us, hopefully, we do not have to, you know, use our car insurance um, that often or that frequently. Um, for these long-term care policies, they are used quite frequently. So For every 2.5 policies that are purchased for long-term care, there's one claim. Um, And so, in other words, a lot of people use these policies, buy these policies and use them. So let me me say that again. For every 2.5 long-term care policies purchased uh, by consumers, there's one claim. Um, So what is that, 40% of people uh, who who buy some policy end up using it in some capacity. And as I said before, I've got the averages that I just laid out. Um, It just depends on your health and what happens there, uh, depending on how long you need it and how much benefit you're gonna get from it. Okay, so now that we've talked about you know, those main statistics about long-term care, let's talk about the four general options that you have for paying for long-term care. And we'll talk more in depth on a later episode, um, but I just want to bring this up in this first episode. The first way is that you can simply purchase a long-term care insurance policy and in and split the cost with an insurance company up to the limit set by your policy. So that's just really basic. You can, get, you can share the cost with an insurance company. The second way you can pay for it is you can self-insure and you pay the cost out of pocket using the assets that you've uh, saved up uh, for the last few decades. And if you've got enough money, that might make sense. Um, The third way that you can pay for long-term care, and I don't love this option, but is if you don't have much in the way of assets, then Medicaid, which is a federal and state-run program, will actually cover your cost. Now there's very strict income and net worth limitations on Medicaid, um, and it's different than Medicare. So you've really gotta, it's really state-specific, and this is really complex, so I would not try and do this one on your own, and it's really for folks who just don't have much in the way of assets. But Medicaid can help you pay for long-term care um, expenses that you have. And then the fourth option, I say this tongue-in-cheek, Of Paying for long-term care, getting long-term care help is you can guilt your children, grandchildren, and other family members to take care of you. Uh, Now, that also, um, that actually does happen. I do say that tongue-in-cheek, but it does happen, you know, where uh, children maybe help out with the groceries or help out with some, you know, easier stuff. Um, but for the you know really in-depth stuff that takes training, really don't recommend uh, your family members uh, to do that kind of things. But maybe just helping out around the house, groceries, whatnot, um, yeah, that might be sufficient there. And I also want to talk about specific examples um, of what long-term care um, or when long-term care would come up, just so we understand um, when someone would actually need long-term care. Because I talked about the two out of the six activities of daily living, but I just wanna get into more specific examples. So, um, for instance, people who need, uh, or who have medical conditions that need 24 hour medical support. um, That's obviously gonna be something where we're gonna need long-term care. Uh, Folks who have had really traumatic or disabling medical occurrences like a stroke, the heart attack, um, some kind of cardiac surgery, and they're healing, Um, and hopefully they can get better, uh, but while they're healing, they're gonna need long-term care help. Um, people who have, you know maybe some kind of hip fractures and they don't have the mobility that they need to. Uh, and in the same vein, um, knee replacements uh, and, and just general mobility issues, they could really need uh, long-term care help. And then also folks who have trouble uh, performing, basic household duties like grocery buying, meal planning, uh, basic cleaning and upkeep, keeping up with the bills, etc. as it kind of just mentioned before with the family uh, example and the children potentially helping out. And then obviously if you're not able to do those uh, activities of daily life like washing, dressing, and toileting you would need long-term care help. And then also uh, Also, folks who have trouble managing their prescriptions. You know, as we get older, we're going to unfortunately need more prescriptions. Maybe they have trouble keeping track of it or, you know, going to medical appointments and and making sure they're doing everything they need there. And then lastly, as I said before, Alzheimer's, uh, schizophrenia, dementia, um, you know, mental cognitive issues um, that really worsen someone's quality of life. So those are folks who are really big candidates of needing long-term care help. And this could be, as I said before, it could be temporary, a couple days, weeks, months as someone heals, um, also potentially near the end of someone's life when they just really need that support. Um, and it also could be years, though. It really could be uh, years. My grandmother, uh, for instance, uh, needed long-term care help for six years. So that does happen, um, and it's just something to be aware of. Now, you might be asking, what Scott, what are the costs for a long-term care insurance policy. And so I did a lot of research on this. It's really state dependent. So I'm going to give you a resource in a couple minutes where you can look up uh, what the costs what the average costs are in your state. But let me talk generally um, about what I found. So according to the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, they do all these studies on this. A healthy couple that are both 55 years old in 2020, so numbers as of 2020, can be as little as 3000 per couple up to up to 6300 And so that's like the average. It could go higher than that. Um, obviously, this is for a healthy couple, 55, and I typically don't see too many people buying uh, policies that young. Um, As you can imagine, the longer you wait to purchase the policy, the higher the costs go up. But then on the other end of the equation, the odds that you're going to need your policies in your 50s is pretty slim. So then you have to ask yourself, do I buy the purchase, excuse me, do I buy the policy earlier at uh, a lower premium and pay those premiums for years when I'm probably not going to need the policy? Or do I wait until, I don't know, maybe your late fifties, early sixties, and you buy the policy with the higher premium, but you haven't paid uh, those policy premiums for a few years since you simply, you know, didn't think that you would need it. And odds are in your favor that you won't need it uh, in that time frame. but that's a tough decision. Something for you to think uh, about. Now, the average cost for long-term expenses uh, range depending on what you need, as you can imagine. So the first option that we have is, you know, home care facilities delivered by um, nurses, and qualified people to, you know, help you at your home. That typically averaged throughout the nation around $4,576 per month, and that's home health care uh, help. Um, you can also, if you need less than that, and that's, that's pretty much like a full um, – a full commitment, uh, from a home healthcare aid, the average national cost is around $24 per hour. So if you need less help, maybe an hour to a day, um, there is a potential for you to hire someone who's qualified and pay them around $24 per hour. So if you need less support than, you know, full time, uh, then you could pay hourly. Now that's, I I think that's the ideal situation. If you need long-term care to be able to get that help in the home, the second, um, kind of big picture uh, option for you to get long-term care help is at an assisted living facility. And this is where you're mostly independent, but you need some kind of ongoing help or support um, with you know, maybe rehab or medical expenses or something like that. So you're mostly on your own, but you need some kind of help. Um, and that kind of depends obviously on, on what your health situation is. But the average cost for that facility nationwide is around $4,300 per month, um, or if I got my math right, $51,600 per year and that's an assisted living facility now on the further end of the spectrum a nursing home this is where you really just need 24-hour support seven days a week so something's going on where you just really need a lot of help Um, the average cost of a private room in a nursing home is around eight thousand eight hundred and twenty one dollars a month or, you know, $105,852 per year. So this is the average. If you're in a higher part of the country, it's gonna be. It's likely to be higher. And if you're in a lower cost place, uh, then it might be lower than that. Uh, but those are the three main types of long-term care expenses. Um, excuse me. Yeah, expenses that you could incur depending on your health needs and, and what's going on with you. Now, if you want to drill into details about what your state specific averages, uh, go ahead and Google or, or DuckDuckGo, whatever whatever search uh, console you use, uh, Genworth Long-Term Care Calculator. Again, that's Genworth, G-E-N-W-O-R-T-H Long-Term Care Calculator. It should uh, be one of the first few results and you'll be able to select your state and see what the averages are on those three options. So home health care aid, uh, assisted living uh, facility, and then a private nursing home and figure out what's going on in your state and what the averages would be there. And then the last thing I want to cover today before we wrap up, since we are going a little long, shame on me, um, is what to look for if you want to pursue a policy. And we'll get into more depth in a future episode, but again, I just want to kind of set the expectations right now just so we get a broad understanding. The first question I would ask is, what's your daily maximum coverage? Um, so how much what dollar amount will the insurance co- uh, company cover the a number that i see a lot is like $150 a day or $200 a day it can go higher than that and it can go less uh, but that's the average that i see uh, when i'm you know helping clients uh, figure out these quotes and see what um, might be available for them the second question uh, i think you should ask is what is the maximum lifetime benefit amount so this ranges um, but numbers you know, the numbers can range from, you know, $150,000 of a lifetime benefit amount, all the way up to $300,000 lifetime benefit amount. It's going to be dependent on your policy and, and kind of what you want, but ask that question. What's the maximum benefit amount that I could receive, uh, excuse me, that an insurance company would help me cover if I needed long-term care expenses paid for? The next question I would ask is what's the maximum lifetime policy length? So some Some policies actually say, hey, we're only gonna support uh, these benefits for X number of years, three years, uh, up to maybe five or six years. Um, And so maybe it may, may not be dependent on the benefit amount, but on the length of the policy. Um, and then, oh, one other question is what's the monthly maximum benefit amount? So we talked about the monthly daily benefit amount of between 150 and 200 a month is the average that I see. But what's the monthly maximum benefit amount? A uh, number that I see a lot is $6,000 a month. Um, could be more, could be less, but you definitely want to ask that as well. And then also just ask, does it cover you for home health care, assisted living and nursing home? Does it cover you for all potential contingencies? Um, So there's a lot more questions to ask. Those are five great starting questions to determine, um, to help you really analyze your long-term care policies. If you want to go in more depth, Uh, The first my my first recommendation to you is to listen to the rest of these long-term care episodes. I've got three more coming up. So shameless plug aside, after you listen to these four episodes, you still want to see these long-term care policies in more depth for your specific circumstances. I highly, highly recommend that you speak with an insurance specialist, who can help you drill into the details and find out what policy might be best for you. What are the pros of the policy? There will be pros. What are the cons of the policy? There will be cons. What's the cost? Is it affordable? Um, and kind of how does that work? So that's all I've got for today's episode. Again, if you want to learn more about long-term care, listen to the rest of this podcast series. Also go to Free retirement Books dot com and pick up my book, 65 Questions to Ask and Answer Before You Retire. So I hope you all have a great week and we will talk next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.